0: here, The Chapter Goddess. I am a mom, author, blogger, freelancer, podcaster, producer, and overall creative. With this show, I really want to focus on creatives and bringing their authentic self to life. How are they motivated to pursue their passions? What have been the struggles along the way? Does self-care play an important role in who they are today and how they connect with the creative flow? Bringing one's authentic self to the forefront is important in this world that we live in currently. Sharing your self-care, your tips, and how you stay on track for things without losing it completely is also important. Self-care is not talked about enough. And authenticity and self-care are what I like to highlight with my creatives, as well as getting to know them. So get ready for a fun and entertaining show. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. And let's get ready to meet this episode's guests. Hello everyone and welcome to the live chat. We are testing out something new today. StreamYard has recently added it where we can stream live to Instagram. So if you're watching from Instagram, drop a hey in the comments. If you're watching from YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button. But yeah, drop a hi, guys. Let us know you're here. Um, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to chat with this author that we've got today. She's got some amazing work out there, and like me, she wears many hats and is constantly going. So this is going to be a great conversation. But without further ado, let me bring her in. Hello, hello, hey, Maddie. <laughs> hey,
1: yeah, it's great to be here. Many yeah. hats,
0: worn hats. Yes. <laughs> so, Mel, go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about who you are.
1: I'm a writer, editor, and publisher with uh, Pulp Literature Press in uh, out of, out, just outside of Vancouver-based. Uh, and uh, we have editors in uh, West, Eastern Canada, Western Canada, and in the States mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah, and so I write mystery novels, and I love doing that.
0: Ooh, and speaking of mystery novels, let's go ahead and talk about The Extra, which I love the cover on this. I actually snagged a copy last night. I had planned to start it, but sleep caught up with me a lot quicker than I wanted it to. (laughs) So, yeah, tell us about that book.
1: The Extra, it's a Monument Studios Mystery, and I wanted to write a series of books about uh, a young person with a can-do attitude in 1934 Mm -hmm. silver screen Hollywood which has sort of a a, a ever-changing balance of uh, grittiness and glamour that I I really love and it was uh, always a passion for me I would have loved to give me a time travel machine and go there I don't know if I'd like it as much as I think I would but when I can control the uh, the story I sure like it back in in time glitzing along in the uh, world of Hollywood.
0: Yes, that would actually be really fun. I haven't ever explored that time period with my own reading that much, but this does sound like it'd be a really good book to get lost in. Um, what I are some know. of your favorite things that kind of stood out to you while writing the story?
1: Oh my goodness, I kept meeting characters and I didn't want to use very many although i can't at uh many uh actual film stars Mm -hmm. but the stories from hollywood often from the smaller players are also uh interesting and i don't know about you but i just love a cinderella story yes yes. and writing one is just even more thrilling than than living it because uh You get to work right up to it and don't have to live with it afterwards. And uh, so having this uh, young woman who's a school marm in Vancouver in 1934, does small theater but doesn't have the glamour, her best pal Connie Mooney does. So Frankie Ray's a school teacher who runs away to uh, Silver Screen Hollywood in 1934, trying to make it in the movies, can-do, helping everybody. Uh, But instead finds the body of the dead body of a movie star in her on her couch in her uh, paradise villa uh, place. And then, of course, she's she's accused of the crime and has to use all her acting chops to find the killer and clear her name. So much fun to write all the characters you meet. Frankie standing alone when she's at the uh she gets a job of course the extra as an extra which is just fascinating stuff i yeah. uh, i looked at david niven's book because before he became a huge star he did that at that exact time and hey. how it was that you got hired and who stayed and who left and sneaked off to the beach and <laughs> who, who wanted to make make it with the uh, with the big studios and the and having the, the producer who's just, uh, he's so annoying, but you can also feel sorry for him because everybody's trying to get into the movies. So if he gets into a taxi cab, the cab driver's doing lines. If he goes to, to a restaurant, the waitress is coming over with their sign glossies. You know, it's, the, it's, it's just a really fun time.
0: Oh, man, I can only imagine. I bet he would be very annoyed with life. Like, just let me have my peace. Oh, man. What was it like channeling, like, his character as you wrote all those scenes?
1: Oh, it's true, isn't it, that you do live the characters, even even the bad ones. Like, you have, they really are so, you don't need to have truly evil characters always. Sometimes you can just have really interesting ones that have their own agenda, and have gone way past where everybody else that he's working with, he's up here with problems just as small, uh, just as large as the small people yeah. as you say here. And uh, and why shouldn't he have what he wants when he created all this? Who are you? Create something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if I don't choose you for this movie, feel glad. You won't have to live the life that I've lived. If only I go back. You know, a lot of fun. <laughs> and, then, and then the uh, the female movie star who's uh, got all the success that like Connie Ray uh, mm-hmm. and uh, our hero and Frankie Moon, uh, Connie Moon, and Frankie Ray, uh, have had, but she wants to be a director in nineteen thirty four. Women, they kind mm-hmm. the you know had some success, but there were very few. I think there's a shorts director, but uh, yeah. So she's using all her uh, her power as well and everything comes together in the most fun and brutal way you can <laughs> come
0: yeah.
1: read about. It
0: was definitely a challenging time to be a female during that period. And you said you're turning this into a series. So how is the story progressing? we oh. finished the first book.
1: When we left that, um, I wanted to, uh, you know, the Chateau Marmont in, uh, it's actually across the street from Paradise Villas, which is my imagining of the next door to the Garden of Allah Villas mm-hmm. where all the people lived and involved. So I wanted to do something similar. So I'm, I've got a castello so that uh, Frankie Ray can go in and start gathering gossip that pays the rent at Paradise Villas for all the extras and and young hopefuls that are in there. They gather gossip for the woman who owns it who is a writer for the newspapers and so they go in there and get involved in uh in a mystery and a murder involving the perfect screenplay
0: man so with them gathering information like that does it get them like cheaper rent than at that at their place
1: yeah it does it pays their rent yeah and then
0: they just get thrown into another that's that is crazy i'd say they've got some bad luck hanging around there
1: (laughs) (laughs) well they they seem to work very well together they dress up and if they have to cover for each other they can do it it's in and out lots of bedroom farce kind of doors opening and closing and that's uh and of course the movies
0: yes so, how does this book relate? Because we've got a couple other, I snagged a couple pictures of some other stuff you've written. How does this relate to some of these other stories that you've got out there?
1: Well, Stella Ryman is, <laughs> Stella Ryman was my first novel published, and uh, Stella Ryman and the Fairmount Manor Mysteries, and the second okay. one is Stella I Ryman. They, I the like her book. cover, so. Thanks. Yeah, they're designed by Kate Landells. Mm. Uh, the Stella one uh, is, is uh, the second Stella one is designed by Kate Landels and so the second one is the labors of Stella Mrs. Stella Ryman and a third one coming out this coming year uh, it's The Search for Thelma Who so there uh, she's an octogenarian amateur sleuth stuck in a down at heel care home you'd be cranky too yeah. And uh, so she solves mystery after mystery after mystery. And uh, out of the they care home so plenty of uh, plenty, plenty of characters to uh, to deal with and the things that happen. And in the third one, she's she escapes oh. and heads out to save her friend oh. because those who leave Fairmount seldom return. And uh, it's a a lot of fun because the place itself is is almost a character and everybody's doing their best. But, you know, people in care homes, um, my mom just went into care, people in care homes, they have this huge story and life experience behind them and uh, trying to bring that in. I'm reading Richard Osman's Thursday Club Murder Clubs. Yeah. Have you read those? I haven't yet. I will recommend them. My goodness, they're good. But it, I big focus on the story of the people that have are now in in his case, uh, independent living, and in my case, full care, and uh, and how they bring that. And so often, you just walk by it and you see a person, you don't realize that there's an insanely rich and important life be- behind them, with them. But, uh, yeah so a lot of fun writing that series stella ryman mrs stella ryman and her her friend uh, thelma who is uh blind uh macular. and awesome. and the the uh, mysteries that they solve together are like a good sidekick
0: yeah that's that's awesome and i that actually kind of like stands out to me i worked in a long-term care facility for a, l- a while and right. it, it's really cool to get those stories behind those individuals, you know, you wouldn't, like you mentioned, you wouldn't even expect some of the stuff that they've actually lived through. So, Absolutely. yeah. Uh, yes. And then the third one on here, this is the magazine you help with, right?
1: So we, uh, we have a publishing house called Pulp Literature Press. Mm-hmm. We publish a quarterly of short fiction. I know mm-hmm. you're writing short fiction. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. so, is submit a piece we'd love to read and uh and to, to you out there as well we do have windows opening mm-hmm. I, um i'm in charge of novel uh acquisitions and and i help with the uh, short fiction acquisitions and uh yeah we love it because we I, I guess we're at our 10 year anniversary
0: oh congratulations that's a big milestone
1: yeah we just had a big gathering and it was just so nice to see some of the writers that were able to make it out to uh, in into the sword fighting uh, academy where we held a lot of our launches Melting because our managing editor um, I'm a founding editor and acquisitions for novels editor our managing editor <laughs> also teaches mounted combat <laughs> yeah she's, a, she's a, like you she's a fantasy writer and uh, she knows uh, so her uh, her fighting scenes are quite admirable.
0: <laughs> mm. That has always been one of my bucket list things is to learn how to like fight on horseback because I've got the writing and stuff down, but it's just like the fighting, the sword stuff. Yeah. It's so
1: important, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the uh, Cornwall Equestrian, J.M. Landell's fantasy writer and mounted combat in cool. Langley, PC is, uh, she's, uh, she's amazing. And she also teaches mounted archery. And <laughs> yeah she's uh one of the few in the world who can do it they they sometimes ship her out like to germany to give classes because i think she is the only person teaching mounted combat and who owns her own equestrian center but with all that she's also managing the magazine and the press as a whole and uh does a lot oh she's amazing she's like you very very uh Yes. So much, um Good at everything.
0: Yes, um, it's hard to pick like one thing really. Which I mean, Mel, how do you balance out your schedule with so many different things you've got going on?
1: Um, I'm a I'm a planner, and uh Jen J M Lundell's is a panzer, and so I really respect and wish I were a panzer to be honest. But uh, I, I love planning. I'm a list maker and an and a Outliner and uh, and I like to think of my day in chunks, like Mm -hmm. and also setting things up so that I've got time to spend with my sons and my husband, and also and friends, and uh, and also to get that chunk of time for writing. Mm
0: -hmm. One thing
1: I do that's quite important is that uh, Jen J.M. Lundells and I will meet most days to write we write our own things but that sort of sits us down in a spot yeah. connect um just online and uh and we'll write and read in us in a supportive group it's not a critique group it's a yeah. uh, a, a safe space where we write for an hour mm-hmm. these cards that uh dale siegel um, Made up, so we'll write for an hour and then read what we wrote, which is so great, Maddie, because you want to have written something to please the other person. who's yeah. if Something has to happen in that, uh, say, thousand words. If, yeah, if, anywhere from five hundred to a thousand words that you walk away with.
0: That's that. Okay, so that sounds like it would be an even like a great idea to you for like. People that are burnt out, which I say that coming from me because I'm struggling with burnout right now. And that sounds like a great way to kind of like get back in the swing of things too. Because you've got that person there and you're like, oh, if your brain's like, oh, I'm writing crap, like I can't mm-hmm. get anything out, but you write something, maybe that would be like the boost like people need. That's, that's awesome. I'm going to have to steal that idea. Like for real. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it's not really my idea, but I'll tell you what, it is fantastic. Yeah. And the other thing is, uh, if you do feel because we all do feel like we are writing crap sometimes <laughs> and then yeah. you read it out and you're like well that was actually not such crap yeah use everything yeah yeah, yeah. And when you do the yeah you do the math it's not that you know if you can write a thousand words a day a few times a week you've got a book if you're writing to uh either an imagined um flowing panther out uh yeah doing or like me where you're writing directly from your outline but trying to surprise yourself at the same time that's that's the trick and uh, i you know half a year you have really got a book ready to be edited or at least polished yeah
0: yeah, that's that's a good way to do that so with your outlining do you start like before you kind of really outline it do you start with just like the idea like a paragraph of the idea and then go from there how does your outlining process, like, what does that look like?
1: Save with this new one that I'm just starting, uh, the new Frankie Ray Hollywood book, The Extra, mm-hmm. um, Frankie Takes the Costello. Um, I'll start with the idea that I don't want it to go exactly like my previous book. So mm-hmm. it's got to be a different sort of crime and a different sort of investigation, clues followed, mm-hmm. and so on. So I know that, and I know that I wanted to put in the Costello. The, uh, which is like the castle of mama without being it and then I start outlining like a movie Ooh. So when I do an outline gosh it was took me so long to find good outlines and yeah. uh, that 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 I could understand because story structure was something that I really wanted to get a handle on it was spoiling the party for me and I really needed to strengthen that. And the best books that I could find on story structure were all writing books. The Save the Cat book I love. The Storybook by McKee is, is great. Mm-hmm. And so on. And there's another one, um, 30 Days to a Novel by a romance writer called Karen. Something You'd find it by the 30 Days to Write Your Novel title. Oh. Really good. And... Uh, um so i'll i'll start out by taking by writing a sentence of what my theme is and i'll write my theme out for example this one's about um sticking with it because mm-hmm. next thing even if you think you're a million miles from it the next thing to the next success may be this far away you know this kind of thing and all the possible quotes and ways of saying that just so i got the theme in my mind so that that will come through the whole thing and just uh and then knitting it together yeah I love that. I'm, I'm a list. If you like, if you love writing lists, then you probably love outlining.
0: Yeah, I've kind of shifted from being a pantser to more of like a planner because I've found that it's a little bit easier on my brain. Also, because I do a ton of lists for different things like chores, things I've got to pick up at the grocery store, things I've got to do during the day, like that, all of that kind of stuff. So it does help a little bit more. And that seems like just writing out the theme, that's something I'm going to have to add to it instead of just because I've always been one to write like a almost like the synopsis kind of thing, like the rough draft of that and then do it like a little bit of chapter by chapter bullet points. Mm-hmm. And I like that the theme thing that kind of seems to keep you focused on what you're going for, too.
1: Yeah, it really helps for figuring out what the turning point is going to be two thirds of the way through the book, you know, where it's going to end up what you're writing to and the knowledge that you've got another book beyond that really opens things up because you know if you don't accomplish one thing that you were really hoping to it's wide open for you in the next book which is why i love writing series
0: oh yeah and series are a lot of fun because you can do a lot with them so ooh, so yeah, with series- to- go ahead sorry
1: i said uh, you never have to say goodbye
0: yes that is true and it's hard to when you do decide to like say goodbye you're like oh but i really don't want to oh so with this these two uh the extra and then stella stella ryman stuff um how how has it been in writing the series have you used similar i don't know routines to kind of create those outlines and stuff
1: yeah I'm a big believer in having a big chunk of time because otherwise you're not going to write your a thousand words or whatever it is you're trying to your five hundred um, that you're trying to do. But you want to come prepared to that time because you know how hard it is to carve out an hour or an hour and a half worth of writing time, drafting time. It's it can be really tricky. So you come to it if you come to it prepared. So I, I'm a big prepared mentally so that mm-hmm. you can sit down and write without having to think, oh my gosh, what am I gonna write? Or just writing whatever comes into your head, which might be useful. But Mm -hmm. I found that when I was first writing the extra, I wrote several um, drafts of it before I was doing a lot of the outlining. And uh, I found I was writing and writing and writing hundreds of thousands of words. and, Mm -hmm. uh, And it wasn't until I started taking the time outside of drafting time to think, okay, what's going to happen next? And where does that fit into the entire thing? And what was my theme again? And uh, how can I make it pop for, for a Jen who's going to be listening at the group?
0: Yeah. Ooh,
1: I like that. Yeah. And that comes down to the writing for one person too. Ooh, They say you, you write for one person and then that makes it easy to write a good book, hopefully, yeah. and, uh, and for the greater audience, for your larger readership.
0: So do you create an avatar kind of person when you do that, when you write for just one person?
1: I just try to entertain and, and write the best I can so that uh, at the end of it, I won't be going, "Well, wow, that was pretty crap. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really safe space it's not like a critique group which i was in and was helpful way back when but i found that uh critique group the authors in it in the most helpful way possible tend to uh critique it in the way that they would have written the book yes uh, which you know if they're much published listen it, listen if they're not much published but be very careful that you're not trying to uh do something that is more their practice than your own, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and those can get pretty brutal too. So yeah. ours is uh, totally supportive, and uh, and we find that our writing is actually better now that we've moved to that that particular model of hour uh, yeah. like and, and. I reading. like
0: that because I was part of a couple of critique groups on Facebook for a while, yeah. but they got very like, almost like toxic mean. Like you couldn't put anything up; it would just like ex- the comments would explode, and half of them would be just like, "Oh, you don't need to do this if you're doing that," and you're like, "I didn't even list the genre or anything. I was <laughs> just asking for like thoughts, yeah, like, like on a cover image or something." And it's like, "Whoa,
1: that so, would." I've never done it online. I've never done seek online. Yeah, uh, when I did it in a group, it was almost toxic, except we were all laughing so hard that it wasn't quite so toxic toxic. As but it was still pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> There's something wrong with your work. And I don't know
0: what it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is insane. There are like an occasional like good, good groups you can get into. But it, um, after like, just the few times I posted like a couple of covers it was just like, oh, I'm just gonna ask a few select author friends instead of you guys. And I'm gonna do some research like
1: yeah. Not doing this again. Whew. It's true. I, I find that the support, once you, maybe critique when you're starting out, just to, mm-hmm. you know, get you past that part where you think everything you write is perfect, you know, the beginning bit. And uh, so yes. sort of gets you past that. But once, once you're past that, I really feel like the writing, you know enough about writing to know what's good in your own. And then if there's something like i had a bell going off and it should have been a tone you know something like that is helpful
0: yeah and it also have do you utilize like beta readers too with your work I yes like makes a big difference
1: beta reader yes i uh and we have a lot of editorials so really beta readers um through the through the writing circle um mm-hmm. and uh because people join Jen and, me. and uh and then it goes, uh, often our work goes into the quarterly as part of the, the thing. So the, the readership grows. So I'll put like a quarter or a fifth of the book into each uh, oh. one, along with the short fiction that we're publishing. And we do a graphic novel and stuff, yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool. I, and that's creative too. I like that. Mm. Oh. So Mel, yeah. if you could offer a kind of like a new author who's got maybe one or two books under their belt a piece of advice as they move forward in their journey as an author what kind of advice would you give them
1: well as you get more and more published and i'm sure you know this um you experience this you get less and less time yes. so using the time while you're starting out to create a sort of a reservoir of excellent work that you've got to call on when uh, things get really busy when you you know make, doing interviews and and editing this and that and going out to i don't know readings and things like that yeah you get less and less time so it's good to, before you have that happen to have as much ready to go as you possibly can as much mm-hmm. experience rather than uh, you know that thing where your first book is an instant huge success bestseller is great but then where are you going to get the time to write your next one so th- yeah. that that experience of keeping going and with a developing career, yeah. it's really to be thankful for some time awesome at this point. Right, and, and, uh, keep going.
0: You know, I never thought about that. If your first book is like a huge success, like trying to find the time to write in there, I mean, I have not experienced that. <laughs> so, but that that is actually kind of something to think about, especially in the writing work. You think about historically the people who publish
1: big novels and they didn't have another novel behind it or they had just one to bring out and then they had the second novel review problem i'm sure you've you've heard about that like if you have had time to develop a thick skin from being rejected a hundred thousand times and if you've had time to write several books in the background that you can at least rewrite then uh and you, you you've kind of proven to yourself how much you love this very difficult but uh if very rewarding and exciting uh career oh yeah so we didn't get into it for it to be easy right no. and
0: <laughs> and for some reason you and I are still here working our tails off so.
1: that's right yeah you're so right
0: yes but it is really there's a lot of joy to it because just seeing like the influence your work has on others lives it's amazing because i i'm always one like i don't have to be a big author but when someone comes and tells me that like my story inspired them to do x i'm like yes that's okay that that makes me feel like i made it you know so yes
1: absolutely yeah delight
0: Oh, well, well, we have a our time. So go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers where they can snag copies of the Extra and some of your other books, as well as follow you on socials.
1: Yeah, I'm just under Mel Anastasia on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the books are all on Amazon and at pulpliterature.com. Or visit our publishing house there. And uh, and more of, more of them. Also, the uh, the sword fighting fantasy novels by J. M. Lindell's are there as well. And uh, yeah, I'd love it if you enjoyed my my writing. I'm sure I'd enjoy yours, Maddie. I'm gonna look for that.
0: Yes. And you guys, I do believe I've got some links to her books in the description as well as the publisher's website. So you can click on those and check them out. Hit the like button while you're while you're there. And if you're joining us late, here are some of her books again. Um, make sure to grab one and leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of it. I tend to check comments after the video's over. So drop us a line, guys. But Mel, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh,
1: thanks, Maddie. I've loved it.
0: Yes. All right, guys. Until next time, stay creative. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to get future notifications when shows come out. Also, be sure to check out my website. I have a blog featuring this creative with some other fun and interesting questions. You can also subscribe to my newsletter there to stay up to date with all things The Chapter Goddess in Madeline Dale. Once again, thanks for watching and have a great rest of the day.